At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VC it's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as coming up in 15 minutes. We're going to be chatting with Danielle Avari. She does a great job as a VSIN contributor, also does a lot of the in stadio commentary, I guess you could say, with UCLA. She does a great job over there. And we're going to be talking to Pac 12 football with her in 15 minutes. That is going to be a lot of fun, a conference that has seen no shortage of fireworks this season and no shortage of strangeness, especially in the totals when you see all these games involving Arizona going to like 77, 78, what have you. So we're going to have a great time there here in segment number one. We're going to be going to a little bit of a different college sport. We're going to be going to some college basketball as I've got my DK and Asia pick. We're now 6-2 on these, and it pays to tune into the show because the one that I gave out yesterday with Charleston, they started out as a three to three and a half point underdog. I was even seeing some fours out there. They closed as a two and a half point favorite. And as, a, as I was alluding to in the pro tip in our number one, if you middled that game, you were able to get there. So on both fronts, if you took the opening number and the closing number. So always pays to take a look there. I don't think that you're going to get a middle opportunity on this one unless we see things really torpedo down the board, though, as we're going to be going to a 627, 628 on the betting board. Chattanooga is on the road. They're facing off against Ole Miss. The Ole Miss Rebels are finding themselves as between a 11.5 and a 12.5 point favorite. And your total on this game and between 139.5 and 140. Most books I'm seeing have this as a 12. And I set Ole Miss as a 6.5 point favorite. I think that Chattanooga is going to be very live in this game. And the big reason why they're going to be live, a man by the name of Jake Stevens is going to be hitting the floor for Chattanooga. With the VMI cadets last season, he came over with his coach, Dan Earl, from VMI over to Chattanooga. He had 19 and a half points, nine boards, two blocks, and at seven feet tall, shot 49% from three. Among qualifying Division I players, that was in the top 10 of all college basketball involving 358 teams with all those players. So it tells you that this guy is very versatile, and Ole Miss is going to have their hands full, and they're going to have their hands full even more because Deshaun Ruffin has been dealing with an injury. He was pretty banged up last season as well, but with Ruffin, he is someone that is able to give the team double figures. He gets over two steals per contest as well. There's a chance that he could be able to go in this one, but even if he does go, he's dealing with a knee ailment, so he's probably not going to be at 100%. That means that Matthew Morrell is going to be having to do quite a bit in the backcourt for this team as 
been able to pump in their 15 points per contest first two games of the season, but we've noticed that without roughing in the fold, Ole Miss about 13 turnovers per game. That is not necessarily the world's most savory number. And then for Chattanooga, you've got nice supporting pieces, some like an A.J. Caldwell. He's able to give you a few points. He's able to contribute in a wide variety of ways. Very unfortunate that Hunter Huff has not been cleared yet. Very archaic that the NCAA is not allowing him to take the floor, but that said, who you do have out there is someone in Jamal Walker. He missed the first game of the season due to a little bit of an injury, and it's been a little bit more of a reserve for Chattanooga the last two seasons with there being a few pieces that got moved around because Chattanooga had a coaching change in the offseason. He's seeing more production, and in 22 minutes, night number one, he was able to give the team 15 points, rock solid there, and then Jamal Johnson. He has gotten more jerseys in his library than Dick Sporting Goods at this point because he played for Memphis, he played for Auburn, he played for UMB, UAB, and now he's playing for Chattanooga. And this is someone that has been very successful at the college basketball level for Auburn two seasons ago. Had right around 9.5 points per contest. Someone that's able to bury threes for his career, shooting right around 39% from three. I figure that he's going to be having a big role in this one as he's been able to put in their 24 points in the first two games of the season for Ole Miss. You're really relying upon... Guys like a Jamin Brakefield being able to have solid performances in this one. And I think that Ole Miss should be able to win the game outright. But my big fear with this team was just having an injury or two to that backcourt because this is a team that is very front court laden. You've got guys like Theo Akwuba, Javius McKinnis, Josh Mbala, all these guys that are good forwards coming in. And I mean, if you wanted to, you could go with like a one guard and four forward. I guess you could call it a very strange lineup if you wanted to for Ole Miss. I don't know how successful it would be, but they could do it if they wanted to because they've got like 500 million forwards and like three guards on the roster. And I don't think that it's going to pan out too well for Ole Miss, neither in this game nor overall. Semi-total 137 Ole Miss. I think that they're going to be a little bit more of a defense-oriented team. We have seen them not push the tempo this season while Dan Earl was at VMI. They were never a team that was necessarily fast. A little bit inefficient on defense, very efficient on offense. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle with him taking over and just the roster that he's got in general. So the DK Nation write-up, it is on Chattanooga getting right now in most spots right around 12 points. Total on this game with it being between 139.5 and 140. I'm also diving under on that as well. Let's take a look at a game that I think is one that is flying very much under the radar and if it were on a neutral court, it would be darn near a pick em. This is 643-644 on the betting board. Memphis on the road facing off against St. Louis. The Billikens opened up in a lot of places, right around a 3.5 to a 4-point favorite. Now we're seeing them laying anywhere between 2.5 and 3.5, depending upon your number, and your total is between 146 and 146.5. I think that this is going to be a really good slobber knocker. You've got a Memphis team that they play the 40 minutes of HE double hockey six sort of style. They're going to play very fast, but they're going to guard the living daylights out of you. And for St. Louis, they've got one of the best guards in all of college basketball, and his name is Yuri Collins. Now, the one pause that I have with Yuri Collins, he always averages right around four turnovers per game. Now, a lot of this is just because he's a very high-usage guy, and he's got more weapons than ever before to be able to help him out. Gibson Jimerson is one of the best spot-up shooters that you're going to find in all of college basketball. 38 points in the first two games of the season. They've got Javante Perkins back in the fold as well. Two seasons ago, led St. Louis in scoring last year. Very unfortunate injury that kept him out. He's now back, and we've also got guys like a like a Terrence Hardgrove, who's able to give you mid-33 point shooting, six foot six combo player, Francis Okoro. It's all down low, but Kendrick Davis. He is, in my opinion, if not a top five guard in all of college basketball in terms of being at the point guard spot, a top three point guard. And I legitimately think that this could be a battle of two of the top five point guards in all of college basketball. But Davis is exactly what this Memphis team needed. The Memphis Tigers have just always, since Penny Hardaway took over, had a problem with turnovers. He's very smart with the ball. He's able to can about 35, 36% of his threes. He's able to do a nice job giving you 15 points, five assists, few rebounds, a steal per game. He just checks all the boxes for this team. And then on top of that, you bring back DeAndre Williams, who last season wasn't great from three as a six for nine combo player. Previous two seasons to that, he was shooting 45.5% from three-point range. He's able to give you 11 to 12 points per contest. Does a solid job hitting the glass. Malcolm Dandridge, I think, is going to be able to do a solid job going up against Okoro as well. I think that you've got a very even-up performance, in my opinion, but I give just a little bit more to St. Louis. Having Yuri Collins out there, someone that does a good job of being able to generate turnovers and just flat out the St. Louis shooting. You've got so much depth. You've got so many guys that are able to do so. 
and with this Memphis team. They were supposed to have Emmanuel Acott in the fold. He decided that he was going to be going to Western Kentucky instead. They don't have Demaria Franklin clear for this game, so that hurts them just a little bit. I do think that St. Louis going to be able to defend their home turf, and a St. Louis team that back when you had guys like good old Hassan French out there, you can trust them at the free throw line. Now you can trust the St. Louis team at the free throw line. I set St. Louis as a four-point favorite. I'm going to be one to late here. Memphis is going to play very fast, but they're going to play de- great defense. I think both of these teams are going to set my total at a 145. I'm diving under as well. Being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, I'd be remiss not to bring up this game. 651-652 on the betting board. The Wisconsin Badgers are going to be playing us the UW-Green Bay Phoenix. UW-Green Bay Phoenix have apparently seen a little bit of attention in the market. They opened up a 28.5-point underdog. They are now between about 26.5 to 28-point underdogs. Your total on this game is 132, and this EW Green Bay team is pathetic. There's all I have fans or butts about it. The fact that Link Darner got canned a few years ago is still something that is very salty to me. Growing up 45 minutes away from Green Bay, this was just a complete and utter boneheaded move by them. That said, they also shouldn't be catching this many points. Wisconsin is not a team that is going to be playing up-tempo whatsoever. I mean, we saw their slobber knocker against Stanford in good old American Family Field, which I still call Miller Park. It was 60-50. to 50. Wisconsin, not a team that's going to be lighting it up from three-point range, but you've got good old Johnny Davis's brother, Jordan Davis, who is figuring to be a solid player. We were all talking about the Keegan to Chris Murray connection over there at Iowa. Don't sleep on this one out there in the Big Ten as... You've got one Davis passing it off to another, but the big thing for this Wisconsin team is that Tyler Wall is going to be by far the best little post player in this game. He's averaging 18.7 half boards. Last season, more around 12 points, just under seven rebounds per contest. And with Green Bay, you just have absolutely no size with this team. It's really sad. But that said, they've got a Bowling Green transfer that I like in David Ziegler. He's been able to give the team right around 13 points, six boards, good versatility, and the only player on this UW Green Bay team that's averaging more than three rebounds per contest. And as a matter of fact, he's the only, you've only got one guy that would be Cade Meyer who's seeing meaningful minutes that stands above six foot seven. Not great. Nate Jenkins was a mid 33 point shooter last season. He should be able to help this team out a little bit. And Clarence Cummings, the third is someone that you do like. He comes in from the non D one level. He's been able to splash in there a few points, but I think that this is very much an uphill battle for Will Ryan. That is actually the son of Bo Ryan. But that said, just with Wisconsin's very slow, very methodical, just style in general, I do think that this is going to be a game that is not going to be seeing a lot of points. Got a UW-Green Bay team that is relatively poor on offense, relatively poor on defense. Heck, I would put them down there with IUPUI as being on the same level in the Ryzen League. But that said, I just don't think that Wisconsin is going to be able to score enough to be able to cover this number. I set Wisconsin as a 23.5-point favorite, so begrudgingly, I'm going to be taking the points with the Phoenix just because this number is a little bit too lofty. I set my total at a 132, or 131.5, so here at 132, 132.5, I'm going to be willing to dive under as well. So a little bit of an interesting game there, and anyone that's taking a look at Hawaii versus Yale, it's a combined 33 points scored in the first half. So we're going to try to give you something a little bit more entertaining coming up next than watching that game as Danielle Avari, she does absolutely amazing work here at VEASAN along with over there at UCLA doing some broadcast work for them. She is going to be joining me and we're going to be talking some Pac-12 football next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball season has started, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, and power rankings, along with analysis on every single team. Our team of experts, including myself, Craig Gibbs peterson Matt Humans, Tim Murray, Adam Burke, John Von Tobel, you're able to go down the list. We've got you covered with predictions for season wins, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and break down all 60 of the coaching changes made since last season. And the only way to be able to get the guide is by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And it is always a pleasure to have Danielle Avari aboard. She does a great job here at the network. And I know you do some work for UCLA as well. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I got to go to another fun game tonight, but I think the crowd's getting a little bored of these blowouts, so I'm excited for the matchups that are coming up. Hey, Sacramento State knocked out Denver on the road tonight, so that was a nice moneymaker. And before we dive into Pac-12 football, what have you seen out of UCLA thus far this season? Because I've been thoroughly impressed by them. I would like it if Mari Bailey stops getting steals with the team up 24 and the spread being 25 with about 20 seconds remaining. But all in all, I like what I'm seeing out of UCLA other than that play. Yes, I was not surprised by that at all. And Mari Bailey is definitely the flash of this team, I would say. And I definitely think he felt like he had to redeem himself on a dunk that he missed earlier in the game for that. And also, I'm not going to be upset, Greg, even though I know you lost some money here, that UCLA is on a covering spree, even when their point spreads are 26 and a half, 20 and a half, 19 and a half. So it's really exciting to see that they're living up to those expectations so far. But like I said, I'm excited for a little bit more challenging matchups like we're going to see this Friday for them. Yep, I do agree with you. And also because you're out there in Los Angeles, let's stay with the just L.A. basketball scene in general. What have you made out of USC the first few games as well? Because Victor Iwuchuku has been out of the fold and that led to them losing against Dunk City. They redeemed themselves against Alabama State. They beat them by 100 million billion points. But with USC, I've got some issues with this team down low not having Iwuchuku out there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's a huge hit for them. And I think that's why we're seeing that Florida Gulf Coast loss, apparently, to Andy Enfield's old team, no less. Definitely not a way you want to start the season. Definitely not when you're at home either. But we've talked about this before. I just feel like this USC team ends up being a bunch of superstars. But are they actually a team? And do they play good enough defense? That's always my issue with this USC team. And if you're missing one of your bigs down low, it becomes an especially glaring issue. So I think that USC will get it together enough to be – you know, a threat in the Pac-12 as far as the offensive side is concerned. But I'm worried about their turnovers. I'm worried about their free throws. And that's where we were at last year with them as well. And the reason why I bring both of those teams up is because now they're going to be playing out there on the football field on Saturday as USC is the two and a half point favorite. This is going to be happening in the Rose Bowl. And the total on this game is anywhere between 75 and 75 and a half. I can't say that this total is unwarranted. These have been two high-powered offenses and two defenses that They've let up some points, to say the least. I don't know if I have the uh, cojones to play this one over because it is a very, very high total. But that said, I want to get your thoughts on this game just because it is going to be a fascination with what we saw in Oregon over the weekend as well. There's all the more hype around this game as well, and it becomes all the more important. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've seen these really high totals these last couple weeks on UCLA games, and we've already known that the UCLA offense is really good, but last week it certainly didn't look that way when they lost to Arizona. They lost 34 to 28. The offense was not clicking, and unfortunately, the defense has not been the strength of UCLA, and so if your offense is not working, you're not going to win very many games. So it's a little bit of a scare right before the USC game, obviously. Thankfully, they are at home at the Rose Bowl, but I think that that embarrassment against Arizona highlighted a lot of the issues that UCLA is having, just the lack of athletic and explosiveness on their defensive side, especially in the secondary. If you look at it, their pass coverage has actually been decent relative to their rush coverage. But as you know, USC has an incredible quarterback in Caleb Williams, and he has the offensive weapons that he needs to score at will, essentially, against this UCLA team. At least what we saw when Arizona, who is a terrible defense, UCLA couldn't score on. But Arizona's offense was able to score so easily on UCLA's defense. Oregon's offense was so able to do it. So there's no reason that USC is not going to be able to. So to your point, high total, but we have no reason to believe it won't go over, right? The Bruins have averaged over 500 yards on offense. Same with USC. And the Bruins have scored nearly 40 points per game. They have this balanced offense, so if they can't pass it, they can certainly run it with Zach Charbonnet. He's been a rushing menace. He's scored 13 touchdowns. He's averaging 7.5 yards per carry. And then again, if you look at USC's defense, they're allowing close to 400 yards per game. Now, something to note for UCLA, too, as of late, is their defensive coordinator, Bill McGovern, actually hasn't been at the last three games. He's dealing with an illness. So defensive analyst Clancy Pendergast has been taking over for him. He's got 27 years of coaching experience, including time previously as a defensive coordinator for USC. So maybe that's a slight advantage for them here. I give a slight edge to the Bruins defense, despite what we saw against Arizona. And I do give a slight, and that's really just because of how bad USC's defense is. And I, of course, give a slight offensive edge to USC. But something to keep in mind is they're going to be out. Uh, one of their top running backs in Travis Dye, he's completely outdone for the season. Austin Jones will fill in for him. And then questionable also wide receiver Mario Williams. So a little bit of an issue, but luckily USC has a wealth of riches from the offensive side. So will they look a little bit different? I'm thinking Mario Williams will go. Travis Dye is out, but Austin Jones is a great backup. So again, lots of offense expected in this game. So that's why we're seeing this total so high. And I have no reason to believe it won't go over. Yeah, Ben, you mentioned the coordinator situation at this point. I think Casper, the friendly ghost, would be providing as much as each two defensive coordinators. And also, Travis <laughs> uh, Dye being out of the fold, I do think that that is something that is very big for USC. So mm -hmm. something to note as well. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And I just think that this is a little bit of, more of too much of a market correction on this game as it's Utah versus Oregon. We saw Oregon as darn near a two-touchdown favorite against Washington. Now they're a field goal favorite against Utah. So if you're reading at the lines, they're saying that Utah is pretty much 10 points better than Washington. I don't know if I agree with that. I felt like the line was a little bit too lofty last week against Washington to start out with, but I feel like this is an overcorrection in the other way. I like Oregon to be able to cover a field goal in this spot. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but I think the discrepancy that we're seeing between the two lines, just a little bit too vast. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously we saw Bo Nix go down in that fourth quarter last week. Do you have any concerns about his status? Because we haven't gotten a ton of updates yet, but of course the media will get to view him at practice at least on Tuesday. So we should get an update by tomorrow, which is something to monitor, I think, for this game. Are you worried about Bo Nix? I would say he probably goes. He might be a little bit less than 100%, but mm -hmm. I just I can't believe him not going in this game because he was campaigning hard to get back into the game as we saw towards the back half of that fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and on the opposite side, really, to speak to it, Cameron Rising as well. He's kind of talked about how he wants to leave perhaps after this year, so he has a lot to show out for. This is Oregon's last home game to that point. They just snapped a 23-game home winning streak for the Ducks, which is very unfortunate because they were one shy of the school record, so you have to imagine they're going to be pissed. And again, this will be their last home game of the season. These are two teams that win at home, and unfortunately, Utah's on the road here. And also, at insult to injury, Oregon got blown out by Utah twice last year, so you have to believe they're hungry for for this one. Uh, fortunately uh, for them, Utah likes to run the ball and kind of control the clock. And Oregon's defense is actually great at stopping the run. It's the pass that they struggle against. I think this could be a fiery matchup, but if you're going to bet it, I would go just straight up Utah money line. Uh, because I think that I think that they're going to be able to stay in this with the Ducks. And I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about their uh, their defense versus this Utah offense. By the way, I still think that it's very weird talking about how big the impact is with Bo Nix as well, because I just still remember while he was at yep. Oregon the last few years, man. That was not a guy that you could trust, and Oregon has completely turned him around. 
We're seeing yes. a little bit of a turnaround, though, in Corvallis and Oregon State. They're going to be on the road this week facing off against Arizona State. It's a number that opened up with Oregon State being a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Now it has moved through that critical number of seven. We're seeing mostly eights out there, a few seven-and-a-halves, with Oregon State being the favorite with a total of 54. What do you make out of this game? Because Oregon State, they just don't do anything flashy, but they just continue to get the job done time and time again. My first thoughts when I see Oregon State games are to look for those totals. So 54 and a half is interesting to me, perhaps looking under. But unfortunately, Arizona State, uh, exactly opposite of what you said about Oregon State, is that they are a little bit flashy at exactly the right moment. So I'm surprised to see the line move in this direction. But if there's any defense I think you can count on really in this Pac-12 besides Washington State, it's Oregon State. So I would look to perhaps like an Arizona State team total under, something like that. Uh, But I do think that Oregon State's going to get this done even on the road. and. They're back in the rankings, by the way, so good for them. Yes, they certainly are, and it's very nice to see Oregon State prior to this year. They had never been really ranked in the college Mm -hmm. football playoff rankings as well, and then we got about a minute left, so we'll throw at you Washington versus Colorado, the worst game on the card (laughs) in the Pac-12, because right now Washington is a 31-point favorite of the total of 64. So, Danielle, the question is, does Washington get to 50 here, or do they get held below 50? Not by this Colorado team. Uh, I don't I don't think so. But 31 and a half is a hilarious line. Is this a basketball game or a football game? I can't lay it, but uh, I have no interest in watching this game. That much is certain. Yep, I cannot blame you there. And Washington, they actually had shot clock or like clock malfunctions in their basketball game. So with Washington, it's as if the clock has been off a little bit with them because Michael Penix has been very solid. Defense has not been. But, Danielle, you are solid every single time you come on this show. Always do appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. Danielle does absolutely amazing work here at the network and also does some great work for those of you guys that are going to UCLA football and basketball games in stadium for them as well. So big thanks to her for joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, we've got a little bit of bonus college basketball action as we've got a big card. I'll give you guys some more picks and analysis next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football games with a little bit more online by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Now set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And a big thanks to Daniel Alvari. He does a great job as one of our main contributors here at VEASAN. And does a great job doing a lot of the in-stadium slash arena broadcast for UCLA. So big thanks to her. We've got a loaded college basketball slate. So a little bit thinner on the guests today, but going with a little bit more college basketball. And this is the time of year that I absolutely live for. We've got right around 50 college basketball games that are going to be up on the board today. We've got right around like 35 or so that are going to be on the board for Wednesday. And it's just nonstop hoops. And it's a very good money-making opportunity, in my opinion. And I gave you guys the first part of what we're going to be seeing in the Champions Classic. Now we'll give you game number two, 655-656 on the betting board. It is Kansas. They hit the road. They're facing off against Duke. Duke opened up as a two-point underdog. Now we're seeing them in some spots as a one-to-one-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 144-and-a-half. This is a classic game that if this game were played in March, I would instantly take Duke in this spot. Because this game is being played in November and because you've got a very young Duke team, I like Kansas. I felt like Kansas laying two on the open was a perfect number. As a matter of fact, my handicap was Kansas being a two-point favorite. With Duke, they are still dealing with the injury to Derek Lively. He finally got out there on the court against USC Upstate, played 14 minutes. I figure that he's going to be able to play in this game. I just don't think that he's going to be at full Derek Lively, sort of what he's expecting. What I do like about this Duke team, though, They look much better on defense. John Shire is actually taking the approach of coaching up guys. Coach K, it felt like when he had very talented rosters, he just sort of rolled the ball out there when he had Zion Williamson and company. And I actually felt like Coach K did a lot of his best coaching jobs when he had a little bit less talent because 
He really did a good job of being able to get those guys to play to their fullest. Feels like he doesn't take as much of a hands-on approach when he's got these top freshmen. John Shire, he is scrapping that a little bit. He's taking a little bit more of a hard-nosed approach. And it helps when you got guys like Kyle Filipkowski, along with Lively, who I was mentioning, that are seven-footers. Now, Derek Whitehead, if he plays in this game, he's going to be very limited. He's more of a versatile guy that's able to pop threes a little bit more for this team. Like I said, I'm expecting him out. If he does play, it's not going to adjust my handicap too much just because he's probably not going to be able to give you all that fly. Meanwhile, for Kansas, what I like for this team, Devin McCull- or Kevin McCuller. He, last season at Texas Tech, was able to average right around 10 points, just under five rebounds, three assists, a steal per contest. Not going to shoot up well from three-point range, but Jalen Wilson, first few games of the season, has looked very good for this Kansas team, averaging just below a double-double, right around 20 points per contest. He's done a good job of being able to shoot threes, and the guy that's really able to shoot threes for this team, Grady Dick. He is six foot eight, shooting it really well from three, a top 50 freshman, and he has really come through in spades for this Kansas team in their first two games of the season. Now, big step up in competition for both of these teams. Kansas went up against Omaha and North Dakota State, a pair of teams from the Summit League, and then for Duke, they went up against Jacksonville. I think they're going to be a top three team in the Atlantic Sun, but still an Atlantic Sun team and USC Upstate who are out there in the Big South. So no doubt about it. I think that's going to be a little bit difficult with this being a neutral court game as well. I shaded down my total a little bit. I feel like 144.5, a little bit too lofty. It feels like Duke, they're really looking to build a defensive identity, and I could really see that with Kansas as well. They don't have as much shooting on their team, but they do a solid job down low, and they've got sort of the is greater than some of his parts approach going on as well. Set my total at a 138. I'm diving under. Set Kansas as a two-point favorite, so willing to lay like the one, one and a half with them, or if you're getting a point to a point and a half, I would just take the money line and I'd be looking at Kansas being able to win this game outright. Let's take a look at a game that's going to be happening out here in lovely Las Vegas. This is 665, 666 on the betting board, and it's a good one in my opinion. UNLV is going to be playing us at Dayton. The Flyers are between a four and a half to a five point road favorite, and your total is anywhere between 133 and 133 and a half. And with UNLV, I made them an underdog of three points. So I'm going to be willing to take especially the five with them. UNLV has a very, very good and hard nosed approach with them in the first year of the Kruger era. They really slowed things down a little bit, and I do think that it's for the better. You've got a bunch of guys like an EJ Harkless who comes in from Oklahoma while he's at Oklahoma, right around. 10 points, four boards, relatively solid there. You bring in someone like a Elijah Parquet who comes in from Colorado as he was able to do a very solid job with them as well. So you've got a lot of guys you're able to go down the list that they just are relatively solid pieces in general. So I do think that, that is going to be big for them moving forward. And you take a look at the flip side and what you're going to be able to get out of the Staten team. And Malachi Smith, he has been out of the full first few games of the season, and I'm figuring that he's going to be out once again. He suffered a very, very unfortunate injury and was the main point guard for this Dayton team last season. Now, Kobe Brea, 6'6 combo player. It was looking like he was probably going to be able to go in the team's second game. He decided that he was not going to be able to go against SMU. There's a good chance that he'll be able to go, and he's right around a 40% three-point shooter, but make no bones about it. This team is really built down low. Tumani Kamara in two games thus far. He has 14 points and 29 rebounds. The guy is right now pretty much leading all of college basketball in terms of rebounding. And then you've got Mustafa Amziel along with Deron Holmes. These are a pair of forwards averaging a combined 33.5 points, 11 rebounds per contest. Holmes is able to give you multiple blocks per game, so he does a nice job on that front. The question mark that you've got with this team is just a little bit more in regards to the backcourt. Kobe Elvis, he's had to enter the building and dole out the ball for this team. Five assists, solid three-point shooter, but... That said, I think that UNLV, just with the way that they really get up into the grill of a bunch of teams, they play very good defense. They have a bunch of guys that they just know their role, like Jordan McCabe. His role is to dole out the ball. David Muwoka, he is all about blocking shots down low. I think that that is going to allow this UNLV to be able to hold in a game that I think is going to be slow. It's going to be grimy. Dayton is one of these slower teams in terms of tempo in all of college basketball as well. Semi-total at 131.5. I'm diving under. With Dayton, could only make them a three-point favorite, so... This is the spot where I'm going to be taking the points with them. This is another spot where I'm going to be taking the points as we go from the bottom of the betting board to the top of the betting board. 601, 602 on the betting board. It is Louisville. They're going to be playing us Appalachian State. Appalachian State, and we're between a 5.5 to a 6-point underdog. This is down because they were 
actually opening up a seven-point underdog. Total on this game is 135 and a half. And things are starting to go on me because it's just hard to describe how sad and pathetic this Louisville team is. With Louisville, they've got L. Ellis in the backcourt. They've also got L. Ellis in the backcourt. That, that's all they've got in the backcourt. They've got L. Ellis, and they've got absolutely nothing else. It's really, really befuddling that they didn't do anything else in the transfer portal. They swung on a few guys. Like, I still remember last offseason, they were trying to get in their Marcus Carr. They were trying to be able to get Amani Bates here, but they had to get someone, like literally anyone, and they didn't. They came up snake eyes, and now the result is this team stinks. They lost to Lenora Ryan a D2 school that went 10-18 and 18 last season at the Division II level in an exhibition matchup. They lose to Bellarmine. They lose to Wright State. There's a chance they could be able to win, lose this game outright. I think that they're ultimately going to be able to get a W up in terms of straight up, but I can only make them a four-point favorite. With Appalachian State, there is nothing flashy about this team whatsoever as you've got Dustin Kearns, who is the coach of this team, and he comes over after he had just very good success at Presbyterian, and ever since he took over Appalachian State, it's a team that they play very slow. They take care of the ball. They don't necessarily shoot it well from three-point range, as you've got Donovan Gregory back from last season. He's the main cog for the team. He had right around 11 points, shot really nothing from three-point range, but he was able to give the team six rebounds per game, and they also bring in Tabell Pearson. A few seasons ago at Western Illinois, he was able to pull in there right around seven rebounds per contest for this team. They're going to need to be getting a little bit more out of some of their backcourts. Someone like Xavion Brown, he's going to need to step up after he was just a little bit of an afterthought for the team last season just due to injury. So he's looking to take a few strides forward. And they've really been looking to Terrace Harkum thus far this season as he last season was, once again, one of those guys that didn't see a lot of production. But he thus far has been able to give the team 28 points in the first two games of the campaign for Louisville. They've got guys down low that I like. Someone like Jalen Withers is able to do a solid job. Brandon Huntley-Hetfield, he's six foot ten, and he's actually been able to help out with a few three-pointers. But for this Louisville team, it does no good to have that front court if you have absolutely nobody to bring up the ball, and that's where they're at right now. Appalachian State, a very not-so-flashy team. They play at one of the slower styles in all of college basketball. As a result, I made my total 130. This is an ordeal in which I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. And with Louisville, I'm going to be looking to fade them in this spot. I could only make them a four-point favorite. And just taking a look at some trends right now, I do think that this is very interesting because in terms of college basketball, we've been seeing some interesting results. If you're taking a look right now, in terms of the overs, they've been doing very solid. And I do think that a day of reckoning is coming for them. As thus far this season, overs in college basketball hitting at 52.1%, 186 overs, 171 unders, and you got something like six or seven pushes in there as well, favorites. They're covering at about 51% with home underdogs, 32 and 25. So I've been taking a look at a few home underdogs. We shall see if there's going to be any on the betting board that present themselves for Wednesday, but or for Tuesday, I should say. With that said, I do think that we've got some nice underdog value that is coming up. For this Tuesday, we're going to be diving into that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like. World Cup Futures, Insurance Bets, World Cup Daily Bet and Gets, and so much more. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the match action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And boy, I love this lead of college basketball. We've got the Gavit games going on, we've got the Champions Classic. We already broke those games down. So, you're all good there on the Gavit games. We're going to be getting back to those a little bit more. But I do think that this is a game that we want to be taking note of because I feel like this team is getting a couple too many points. 625, 626 on the betting board. You got UConn playing us at Buffalo. The Bulls of Buffalo are anywhere between a 20 to a 21 point underdog in your tunnel on this game. It is between 151 and 151 and a half. Buffalo is not playing a lick of defense right now. They are coming off of giving up over 95 points to James Madison and I like James Madison. James Madison looking very good to begin the season. They might be the favorites now out there in the Sun Belt, but with UConn, they're missing, as I like to call him, Andre 3000 Jackson. Everyone named Andre is called Andre 3000 on this show. That is what it is because he is awesome, but that said, they're missing him in the fold. Now, Adama Sanogo, he's able to make this team a go-go. He's been able to give the team 20 points, 10 rebounds. He's looked very solid for this UConn team, and I do like the pieces that they bring in. So like Tristan Newton, who is a double-figure scorer over at East Carolina, solid. Naheem Aleem, he was able to put in their 10 points per contest over there at Virginia Tech. He's good as well, but when it comes to this Buffalo team, I know that the loss that they took to James Madison, over 30-plus points, is what they lost by on Saturday, I believe it was. That is not great, but... With that said, you've also got a Buffalo team that they were able to win outright against Colgate when they were an underdog before that. And it's a Buffalo bunch that they've got someone in Isaiah Adams who's been able to give the team right around 10 points, three boards. You may recall a few seasons ago at Central Florida. He put up there 10 points, was able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range as a six-foot-six, a little bit of a combo player. I do like his overall game. You've got Yazid Powell who has come in and has been able to give this team 32 points in the first two games of the season, a little bit of a new-look guy, so... And he's going to be able to help out this bunch as well. Now, the big question for them, what are they going to be able to get down the lot of guys like LaQuil Hardnett, Giovanni Smith? These are guys that have been in the fold for quite a while, haven't necessarily been able to give the team a ton. But I do think that there is a lot of upside with regards to this roster with UConn. Very solid defensive team, a team that they're a little bit hit or miss from three-point range. I do think that Curtis Jones taking some very nice rides forward to be able to help out this backcourt of Buffalo and on top of that, Armani Foster is someone that I want to be taking note of as well. Someone who he comes in after he played at the non-D1 level last season, was able to tear it up there. And I do think that he's going to be able to help out a Buffalo team that I feel like is being undervalued. I set Buffalo as a 14-point underdog willing to take the points. Buffalo, always a team that is looking to absolutely gun it. They're one of the fastest teams in all of college basketball. And UConn, they're built a little bit on defense, but at the same time, they're a bit more of an up-tempo team as well. Set my total at a 152, so... An ordeal where I'm also going to be willing to take a look at the over. With Daniel Avari, we talked a lot about Pac-12 football. Now let's talk some Pac-12 oops. And, well, if you were to grade the Pac-12 right now in terms of emojis, it would be a big, giant, frowny face for the conference right now. And Oregon is a big reason why. 647, 648 on the betting board. The Oregon Ducks, they are playing goes to Montana State. Montana State is an 11.5 to a 12-point underdog, and your total on this game is anywhere between 139.5 and 140.5. 
reason why Oregon is a big giant frowny face is that in their last game against UC Irvine, the good old anteaters, and if you don't know the noise that a anteater makes, it is zot zot. Well, the only thing that was zotting was Oregon just not playing any offense whatsoever. They lose by 13, and honestly, it wasn't that close. And with Oregon, they're missing Jermaine Cousard right now, but you've got Khalil Wareback, the star seven-footer who should be relatively solid in Folly Dante, has looked solid this year as well. But other than Will Richardson, who's a very good three-point shooter, this backcourt is just coming up snake eyes. They have went to the junior college market, and a lot of teams that they attacked the JUCO market, they've been able to have great success. And we even saw that with Chris Duarte a few years ago with Oregon, but they brought in a few years ago a guy in Rivaldo Soares. He has not taken off for the team. Tyrone Williams, he hasn't done a lot for this bunch either. And right now they're looking to Colorado transfer and Keyshawn Bartholomew. He really doesn't impress me too much. Meanwhile, with Montana State, they had a big lead against Grand Canyon to begin the season. They gave that one away, but they were able to finish the job when they went up against Long Beach State a couple days ago. And this is a team that they really impressed me. Jabriel Bell last season, down low for this Montana State team that did make the NCAA tournament. He was putting up right around 14 points, seven boards. He is terrific down low. If there is going to be a liability with this Montana State team, it is most likely going to be their three-point shooting. But they bring in a guy that I really like, and I think was just badly under the radar and his name is Darius Brown the second you may recall when he was at CSUN that stands for Cal State Northridge 2020-2021 season before he got banged up last season 10 and a half points 5.3 assists on 1.5 turnovers per contest shot 37% from three-point range this guy does it all he is very much one of the most undervalued guards you're going to find in all of college basketball Kyler, Tyler Patterson is able to pour some things in and then you want, want to know what makes this team great it's not even, it's a bad joke, but his name is Great Osabor. He's able to give the team seven points and six and a half rebounds per game. So you can't debate me. This team does have a great on there, but that said, you also have Robert Ford, who I do like. While he was at Idaho State a few seasons ago, was a statue sufferer at six feet tall, was able to give the team seven rebounds per game. He's not afraid to get his nose dirty, break one battle. Someone that began his career at Washington, or at Washington in the Pac-12. These are all pieces I do like with this Montana State team. They've really taken on a defensive approach ever since Danny Sprinkle took over the program a few seasons ago. I think that they're going to be continuing that. And for Oregon, this is a team that's looking pretty sad on offense. They've always had their best success whenever they've been able to do a solid job on defense. I think that they're going to try to get back to those roots. I do think that Oregon going to be able to win this game outright. I think they get up off the map, but I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a grimy and slow game. Set my total at 134.5. Diving under could only make Oregon an 8.5 point favorite, so I'm going to be taking the points with Montana State. We've been taking a look at a lot of games on the normal Las Vegas betting board, but we've got the extra games currently up over at DraftKings, so you know what? Let's dive into one of these as we've got 306, 685, 306, 686. It is Syracuse, and they're going to be playing us to Colgate. Colgate, an underdog of seven points. Trollin's game is 150 and a half. I'm personally a little bit more of a press guy, but if you're going to give me seven points, I guess I'll switch over to Colgate. With Colgate, they put up 100 points last year when they played against Syracuse. I'm not even kidding. You may recall that one, and it was one of the saddest displays ever. And this is just always a bad matchup for Syracuse because Syracuse plays that ancient zone that has been around since 1927. And with Jay Mayheim, he's been on the sidelines about that long, and well... He has not really adapted with the times. He has not really went deep into his bench. They do bring in someone in Judah Mintz, who is a very highly touted freshman, and I do like his game. And then Joe Girard, someone who shot over 40% from three, 15 points per contest. He's rock solid. Jesse Edwards is able to give you free rebounds. That's about it with this team. I do think that Benny Williams has a little bit of upside if they decide to give him minutes. And then with Colgate, they do lose Nelly Cummings, their main point guard from last season. But that said, they still have... Quite a few guys are able to bomb it from three-point range, like a Tucker Richardson. He's been able to give the team 18.7 points per contest. Last year shot right around 37% from three, shooting 41% from distance this season. Colgate, a team that the last few seasons is ranked in the top 25 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. They do a good job of being able to take care of the ball when they don't play against the Buffalo Bulls. And on top of that, Keegan Records should be able to match up down low with Jesse Edwards. He's been able to give the team 13.5 points, 7.5 boards per contest. Now, one thing that has been hurting them a little bit is that they've got the top overall three-point shooter in all of college basketball from last season, Oliver Lynch Daniels. Shot 54.5% from three-point range. He's not taking the floor yet, and it looks like he's probably not going to be able to take the floor in this one, but... 
That said, I do expect Ryan Moffitt to be able to take some strides forward for the team. Last year, Mr. Moffitt was able to give the team 10 points per contest, shot 42.5% from three. He's in a little bit of a higher usage role now, but he's been able to dole out right around three and a half assists. He's given the team multiple steals per game. This is a just ghastly bad matchup for Syracuse. So I'm going to be willing to take the points with Colgate. I don't know if Colgate's going to be able to get another straight up win as I can only make them a five and a half point favorite. But I also do think that Colgate going to be able to put the screws down a little bit more on defense. I did set their total at a 149 and a half. So here at North of 150, I'm going to be willing to take a look at the under as well. And something that I've been talking about a little bit this hour with giving you a bunch of college basketball tips is something that I take a look at in terms of a angle that I look at early on during the college basketball season. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these pro tips. We give one out every hour of live programming and you have to sort all of our pro tips if you're a VEASAN pro subscriber by a sport, by show, and in really college basketball. And you can do this for college football as well. I think that is very much warranted. Teams that have a bunch of moving and new pieces are teams that you want to fade early on during the season and you want to adjust your power ranking on them a little bit more rapidly. I'm talking about teams that they are full of freshmen like at Duke. I'm talking about teams that are loaded with transfers like St. Bonaventure. Typically, I have a lower grade on them at the beginning part of the season because they don't have a lot of chemistry. Chemistry matters no matter if you're coaching up an AAU team or if you're taking a look at Olympic basketball. I think that it's very important to take a look at it. And I do think that taking a look at fading these new look teams is something that is very profitable. We're going to try to make you guys a little bit more profit here in the final hour of the Greg Peterson experience. Coming up next with a little bit more college basketball here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. Must be 21 pound sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.